genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I'm always here, with Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Blake. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Have you ever read last week's books yet? We're going to ruin those for you. I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description and all that stuff so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Something is Killing the Children, Me and My Monster, which is uh, issues 16 through 20 by James Tynan, Werther Deladera, and Mikel Muerto. So how's everybody doing? Chilling. Oh. It's been a week again. Yeah. Always. It's always it's been It just least... keeps happening against my will. Yeah. Nobody asked me if I wanted to continue doing this gestures wildly at everything, but here we are. Yeah, we've made it. Started a new job, so I'm excited for the weekend again. Hey, it's great. You're actually working now. Yeah, I am. It's kind of <laughs> funny. It's like the first week, and my boss is like, "Here, go change this stuff on a server in production." I'm like, "Cool." Did I just get a task? <laughs> are you Are you sure? Because that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're trusting me this quickly. Because it's not. I think they. Uh, yeah, I think he needed someone to help him take some, to do some work. No, but it was great. It's it's been nice. It's funny. I went to like a little happy hour they had, and they're like, "So you have podcasts?" I'm like, "Yep." I'm like, "Oh, so you Googled me? Got it." Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, great. <laughs> oh, you looked through which my social great. media. Which is great because if they found the podcast, they found that picture of me with big fake boobies and a beer so that's awesome and they still hired me so that's pretty great <laughs> well the podcast would have been the more deciding factor yeah i just that's like i mean yeah one of whether the or not they know it exists it. versus them actually listening are two very different things yeah, yeah i yeah i don't know if they're be interested they just know it exists yeah you're like big boobie picture fine oh podcast oh Ooh, boy uh, now fired. they might- when I hopped on the interview with the guys, they I did it in front of my bookshelf, and they're like, "Oh shit, you got you got some cool stuff back there." Like my, uh, there's all my comics and stuff. So I think we got some. I got some fellow uh, comic book readers. That's fun. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I, I I get asked at work about about my podcast all the time, and they're like, "Oh, you have a podcast? What's it about?" I'm like, "Oh, comics." And they're like, "What's it called?" I'm like, "I'd rather not." <laughs> Please do not perceive me if at I, all yeah, possible. Don't. This is, we'll this is why our listeners, Adam. I was like, I need a, I need that boundary. I don't need you to know this version of me. Well, I'm this so is... good at self-promoting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like getting all of our customers to listen as many as possible, and like, well, no, that's those are those are important listeners. That's yeah, fine. but also like I have I have some fucking opinions that I don't necessarily share at work, or if I do, then like you're Let's a trusted be honest, individual. Yes, you do. I, I, I stifle it when I need to, when strangers or cops are around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the cops. bread and butter comes from, and sometimes it comes from cops. So I have to, you know, like... Uh, Sean, all cops are strange cops. Got it, got it. <laughs> exactly. All cops are stranger danger, all right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, right? That one doesn't fit as well on a t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> it's true. Um, really speaking tall. of offensive t-shirts, I'm going to Florida next week. 
That's and I fully, I fully intend on only wearing like like queer shirts, like like protect trans Stuff kids. That's gonna make people real mad. One hundred percent. That's yeah. my. That you're is my goal. You're gonna go to Florida, and you're gonna say gay. I'm going to say, gonna gay. say gay all over. And so it's on, all over on my body as much as possible. I'm going to say gay out loud, verbally as much as possible. I'm just going to scream gay in every Publix I enter as often as I can. Publix. So. <laughs> it's every every room you walk into, just gay. 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 Hello, where is um? Hello, the gay. gay. Hello, uh, nice to meet you. Some... I am gay. I I, I am. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Every time you need to ask something for help, it's like, hello, yes, I am gay. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm gay. Where are the... Uh... <laughs> just, just rip that band-aid right where off. You keep the... <laughs> where, do you keep the, where do you keep the tacos? Um... <laughs> Did I mention that I am gay? Well, that's, I'm, I'm going to get into a fist fight in the fucking Lowe's parking lot, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, <it's> psyched. <laughs> I like how you went specifically with Lowe's parking lot. Oh, I'm, I know I'm going to a Lowe's. Place. You know, this yeah. is my mom we're talking about. I need to get things to take care of her plants and I need to get her groceries. Those are my only two goals. Destinations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Oh, and dog food, obviously. I mean, because she's anything like me, which she is. She has an aggressive amount of animals that she's going to need to take care of with one foot. So. Jeez. <laughs> well, she's not losing a foot. That sounded worse than it was. She's she's <laughs> she's a broken foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I, I might have a broken hand speaking of which well, there you go that was the last yeah, that, year yeah, i was when, down when there for it, it her goes <laughs> yeah yeah i had to get i had to get an x-ray because apparently when i fell a couple weeks ago i also might have broken my hand so yeah uh, just rub some I'm, dirt on it you'll be fine i just I'm i love apart. i love the like it, you have like the hierarchy of pains like, like the the one, the, the ouchie on the head like, really got your attention for a while there. And then you're like, oh, I might have also had an ouchie on my ankle. Oh, fuck, my hand hurts. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was my, it was my, my, my brain first and foremost. No, oh, yeah. Then my jaw, then my tooth, and now my, my hand. Yeah. Like yeah, that's. All, that, all, the, all your head pain went away. So you just noticed your hand pain. <laughs> that, I think that's honestly what it was because I was taking Advil like three or four at a time yeah, when I sure. had head trauma and then like once i was a week off of that i'm like you know my hand hasn't gotten any uh, better stuff still hurts yeah um. <laughs> well yeah i have i have lots of different kinds of braces and uh uh ice packs and and heating packs for hands from the surgery that she had to have last year so I'll bring those up if you need them, because she's she's moved on to feet now. <laughs> That's where we're yeah, at. Yeah, I might I might need to get a wrist brace. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, they Fucking might just say sucks. they might just say don't hit it on stuff. Yeah, that's probably it. Because like I, I can use it pretty well. It's just when I turn it a certain way, yeah. like I go blind for a second. Yeah, they might give you something to like not be able to turn it that way, or be like, yeah, just. Don't turn it that way. It yeah, just don't do, don't do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> Which is Where great. does it hurt? My, don't touch that. That's yeah. my favorite part about like broken bones. It's like, yeah, hold it here and then just wait. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's how they fix themselves. But, but yeah. with the hand, it's all itty bitty little itty bitty mm-hmm. guy bones. Itty bitty like, teeny weeny. Yeah, broken bone weeny, bikinis. Itty bitty bones. Yeah. I think, so it's, I, think I might have. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get the tiny bones. That's That's their money. So you have to make sure. They get yeah. all broken up. Stop it. That was for Casey. 
Yeah, him. Yeah, him. They're all just tiny little bones, so they take fucking forever to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid body being all dumb. Yeah, and I was like ready to go skating again, and then I was like, eh, yeah, I probably I talk- should. Yeah, your your head was still fuzzy, and we had to talk you out of not going skating. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you were yeah, not Sean 15. had to talk me off of that ledge, literally. Literally like, the, the edge of the bowl. Yeah. Yeah, we're too old. For, like our body, like we can't. Yeah, you're do not it six anymore, you're man. not sixteen anymore, man. It just yeah. doesn't it doesn't bounce back. Yeah, yeah my bones aren't nearly as elastic as they used to be. Like, There's a reason I can't fucking stage dive anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I that took my shoulder bowling like a month and a half ago and I'm still nursing that shit. Like like fucking old now <laughs> shit just does not heal like it used to yeah. i wish i had known that the last stage dive i did was the, was gonna be the last stage dive that i did because it was not you as never enjoyable. know that's the you problem you never know yeah yeah, yeah. It fucking sucks your body just says that was it yep done you're nope do- you're done now <laughs> <laughs> i do remember the last mosh pit i was in and i do remember specifically going this is the last mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have known because the last time I stage dive was uh, the last concussion that I got, and I had vertigo for like three months afterwards. So I should have <laughs> that should have been a big indicator that That's I shouldn't do this sign. anymore. But I do remember what it was. It was uh, Grill Biscuits covering minor threats. So if you're gonna go out, you're oh, gonna go fuck out. Fuck yeah, dude. yeah. But the problem was I stage dived and I was fine. Uh, but then someone stage dived onto me, and we both oh. landed on my head. So that's. Yeah, not not good. We both landed on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my it's fine. My the back of my skull broke our fall. Don't worry, guys. Oh, <laughs> Everything's <Jesus>. fine, guys. <laughs> I heard skull and broke. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. Oh. I just couldn't uh I couldn't stand up straight for three months. It was fine. That's how like when when you were asking about, you know, hey, I think I might have a concussion, I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. I know from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of really good advice from uh, from you two specifically. Yeah, no, because I keep hurting myself in the dumbest way. Yeah, did you hear my Just, story? It's Gorilla Biscuits stage dive. I, the the dumbest ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do it bowling and working out, and then I'm just hurt for six months because I'm a fucking moron. I just I I'm I'm at a point right now where I wish someone had gotten that slam on camera, just so, so I can see what I did wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's just true. you That's could America's point. funniest home videos yourself. Well, that you but, like I just it? I want to watch it frame by frame. Like I want to see if I can catch that little piece of my tooth in midair. You and just, you just circle yourself and you like ev- everything. Like, this <laughs> yeah, is the problem. This the problem general. is this general yeah. area. The problem is you're trying to do this inside this man's body. That's your problem. <laughs> you, could, you see that exact moment on your face when you realize, oh fuck, I'm about to eat it. <laughs> I don't think there was that moment. I think there was just this. I'm gonna do it, and then my teeth chat, my tooth shattering, and then like there's like one frame of film between those things. It's rough, man. Uh, well, you'll be back well, to it eventually. I wanted to segue off of being gay in Florida, but that ship <laughs> sailed so quickly. Oh no, I'm riding. I'm flying on a plane. It's fine. <laughs> My pick this week is Poison Ivy number one by G. Willow Wilson, uh, Marcio Takara, and Arif Prianto. I don't think she's in Florida in this issue, but I get a lot of different Florida vibes from everyone she. uh, Yeah, but it's the the, the male gaziness is is reminiscent of. She's 
Yeah, she's in farm area, farmland. Yeah. Kind of mid Listen, it was a decent yeah. segue before all the body harm. <laughs> well, there's a lot I of I mean, there's plenty horror. of body harm. There's in a lot this. of body horror and, and harm in this book. Opens yeah. up with some gross shit. It's, it's fine. All right. So, this book uh, is Poison Ivy after she was like Queen Poison Ivy underneath. Uh, Gotham in Fear State, and she was like two people, and then they kind of they slapped them together, and they they restored Poison Ivy, quote unquote yeah, some, restored. Somebody like split them apart to try, try to like clone her or some shit, right? Well, one died in Heroes in Crisis, and then they grew another one. Yeah. So they just cut a small part of her off and put it in some rooting hormone, and then put it. Honestly, in- kind of. It. <laughs> Nice. It's been kind of hard. <laughs> Ivy's been kind of a hard character to keep track of ever since yeah. Heroes in Crisis. It's been kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, but this book is like the best. Uh, oh, it's so fucking thing good. that has used I her mean, in a while. So. Basically, all you really need to know without the gritty details of it is that she was a literal god in uh the like fear state stuff uh where she was like underneath gotham city and about to like open up a portal and swallow gotham city because they were fucking around too much and um in order to save her that like meld between the two ivies depowered her um yeah so that's really all you need to know going into this yeah like there's that line in this issue specifically where she's like you brought back like the part of me that doesn't matter or like the worst part of me. Yeah. Yeah. So this book is her kind of grappling with her newfound self and also uh kind of like losing um her uh kind of like just, you know, not caring about humanity anymore. Um and uh dying, right? Or yeah. getting yeah, ready no, to die? No, Seems she is dying. Way, yes. There yeah. is some kind of fungus that is taking over her, so she has decided to take over the world. So she's going on a cross-country well, road trip to, to spread spores and... Uh, yeah, and she's going to go to, like, uh, a water, like, agricult- ag- agricultural center, right? And, yeah. Yeah, well, she's going to um, cross, like, the Yucatan Peninsula so that, like, at that point, <laughs> then she can, like... Uh, spread it over to like Siberia and shit. Yeah. So like, by the time anyone knows what she's doing, she'll will have already crossed continents, and uh, it, it'll be over. Yeah. There's some gnarly kills in this. It's fucking uh, yeah. yeah, there is <laughs> death by and mushroom. Also, there's a lot of like, <laughs> which is a pretty rad way to die. If I you mean, ask honestly, me. if you're gonna go out, you better go out on a trip. Um, it's better to be of- shot out of a cannon than squeezed out of a tube. Where's <laughs> <laughs> mm. is- the live by? <laughs> I was we were talking about it off mic beforehand, and I it's very like she's sick of humanity, and like who can blame her? <laughs> you know, it's like I think we all have days like this where we're just like, yo, the fucking planet doesn't deserve this. Like we, uh, what? Like why are we? Why are we like this? It, it usually happens when you're like standing in line somewhere and you're just like nope <laughs> just i would like well, i mean that i would like there to be less people yeah. please yeah. ivy is the ultimate version of that she's yeah exactly she's, yeah. she's that personified what's good yeah, yeah and it's just, just her what like swamp thinks. she's kind of like the opposite of swamp like 
Well, instead of making humanity understand, it's like, yeah, fuck them. They're, they've well, she's fu- tried they, they for so long shot. to make humanity understand, and no one has listened, so she says, fuck it. And she, a yeah. big part of this is, I think, losing her only tether to humanity, um, because she, she pushes Harley away. And this whole thing is narrated as her talking to Harley. And yeah, I think the depowered part is really like she's oh she's fucked up in the head, but like also not having that, Harley not there to clearly. be her conscience and like tethering her to the good parts of humanity. Also, like, fuck um, it I mean, dog. you got to be messed up if Harley Quinn is your conscience. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, she doesn't believe that they were trying to save her. That just she's just mad that she's not what she was. So she pushed Harley away. She's like, yeah, I was probably wrong. Yeah, no, and right. she says that. I was like, nah, I yeah. know that I was wrong now, but too late. Humanity's yeah. dead. Also, there's only we're only one issue in, so I think there's going yeah, there's to be a lot of stuff too, a lot of room to grow. Yeah, I certainly know? doubt Absolutely. that this book ends with all of humanity being wiped off. It be honestly, I'm cool with it. <laughs> like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know event. that she's supposed to be kind of in her like villain arc, and I'm sure that over the next five issues she, there will be a conscience returning and her reuniting with Harley or there'll be something like that that will bring her around to me like maybe I shouldn't um but maybe she should I'm I'm with her on this I'm fully I don't think she's a villain <laughs> yeah, even when she's in shouldn't. full mushroom murder everyone mode I'm I'm <laughs> still with it. murderer yeah those yeah but like these mushrooms specifically like they they like take over the first of all they make you trip fucking balls which all right and then they like just kind of fast track decompose you in real time yeah, yeah. so it's pretty painless her power honestly too like she's she's just feeding it and just like here you go yeah um but yeah like you said at least and like that design that they have of her that what they're seeing as they're like dying and tripping like her is this like i don't even know like body horror plant thing it's fucking awesome yeah so no, cool. the art in this is unbelievable art rules uh all the yeah. covers rule i maybe bought like 10 variants because <laughs> that makes sense did. that track i love i love ivy and i love they got so many good cover artists the nick robles one is amazing oh so good so good god damn it incredible and uh yep. they're getting the like Anka cool one? Tay mm-hmm. for issue four. Oh man love it yeah uh no she's just a really she's a great character i'm glad that uh they gave g rilla wilson the like time and space to kind of uh just take the take reign of the whole ship for once and just let's yeah. let's finally get past everything that has happened to this character for the last like five years and yeah you know finally set her on the set her on a, a very defined path let's give her so. a redemption arc maybe Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah again i'm cool if it's not a redemption arc i i'm good either way well we'll see yeah <laughs> i'm sure we'll All be right. talking about the rest of the issues oh I'm yeah 100 sure, yeah. and whether it's like in this uh format or if we wait until the end to talk yeah 100 either way we i like her cute little it. mushroom keychain too it's really cute it's adorable <laughs> yeah um all right so speaking of poison ivy and being gay um dc pride (laughs) Uh, it's the thread we all want to we all want to segue but (laughs) 
Move, I'm gay. I'm doing my, my pick. Um, <laughs> I actually just saw you in real time switch the order of the books so you could do that. <laughs> oh, that yeah, Sean, was Sean. Sean actually did I was that. Which I'm, I'm like, yeah, we should probably keep these back to back. Be like, yeah, 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 of course. Why would you split these up? Yeah. Come on. Um, that's just so how yeah. I typed them. <laughs> DC Pride 2022. Uh, there are a couple stories that I want to shout out. Um, the Harley and Ivy one is fucking adorable, and it's uh, it's uh, Zoe Thurgood did the art in it. It's just fucking incredible. Um, let me find that 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 one was a cult, the Hunt. It was uh Danny Fernandez, Zoe Thurgood, and Jeremy Lawson, and it's just like Harley and Ivy like stuck fighting like doppelgangers of each other, and they can only win when they like profess their true love, and it's just like it's so good. Um, yeah, there's uh-huh. something I. Uh, I feel like most anthology books, you're going to get two or three like solid, awesome stories. And then you're going to get some like, eh, that was fine. And then you're going to get some just like flat out duds. I would argue there's no duds in this whatsoever. There is only like pretty fucking stellar content. And like some of the ones that weren't even my favorite are still fucking gorgeous. So it's like, yeah, the talent that they're getting is incredible. And the talent is entirely queer, which fucking rules. Um, but yeah, specifically, I wanted to mention um, there is uh, Confessions by Stephanie Williams, Megan Hetrick, and Marissa Louise. Uh, it's the Nubia story in it. and it I love is this like, one so much. It's so much fun. It's just uh, Nubia being called to... Uh, um, I forget where exactly. But she's, basically, a, she's talking to her girlfriend, uh, Io. Yeah. Oh, about how the sword broke. She's got yeah, her sword fixed. Her, yeah. her yeah. girlfriend is essentially a, a weaponsmith cool. and made her a weapon. And she's like, what happened to that, that sword I gave you? It's like, well, I wasn't entirely truthful. And then it yeah. goes into like a flashback. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it didn't, it didn't break fighting the giant monster. It actually broke when During she... DC's version of Glow. Yeah. She teamed up with Big Barda <laughs> to do a charity women's wrestling event uh, which um, the, the babes, babes of body, body slams. slams see this is amazing because this it's is great. actually like a whole arc in the second volume of mr miracle back from the 80s Fuck where yeah, barda we're like barda and mr miracle like quit being superheroes and like buy a house and barda becomes a part-time professional wrestler yeah, sure it and fucking it's rules. so good i love yeah. it so much <laughs> But yeah, they're doing like a charity event for like um like the women's shelter and Nubia's like, oh, I mean, that's pretty cool. And they like they have to fight Giganta. Uh <laughs> and like it's it's just so good. It's it's like oh, it's so gay. I love it so much. Um, They've let uh we we've talked about like one of the original miniseries or uh a miniseries from a little bit ago of Nubia and a Nubia issue actually comes out this week too. Uh, Queen of the Amazons, um, but Stephanie really William, good. Stephanie Williams really like the last year uh, got two miniseries and a whole event just taking the reins of Nubia and has transformed her into such an amazing character, and I really I love it. It's great. So good. Seeing, I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there there were a couple other standouts. Uh, there was also Up at Bat. By uh, Jedziah Axelrod, Lynn Yoshi, and Tamara Bonvillain. Um, it's really cool. It's just like uh, Barbara uh, as Batgirl is, is just gets the shit kicked out of her. She like Killer Moth like 
tags her in sure the does. leg with a with like a a rifle bolt of some kind. And uh, this character, uh, Alyssa Yo, is a trans woman who is like leaving the like trans wellness conference and happens to run into Barbara and she's like, oh shit, uh, yeah, let's get you out of here. So she like takes her back to the watchtower well, and like specifically, huh? Barbara specifically went to her for help after yes. she got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, so like, as Barbara cool. is like completely incapacitated, Alyssa like puts on a Batgirl costume and like goes to fucking take down Killer Moth. And it, there's like a couple really good, like, there's just good character banter going on. And uh, like, she gets, she puts on the uh, Batgirl uh, outfit and, and Barbara's like, at least use a utility belt or something. Like, take some batarangs. What are you doing? You have to have a weapon. And she's like, Please, I'm a trans woman in Gotham. Of course I have a weapon. She's got a baseball bat with a trans flag around it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, so I really hope she comes back. I don't know if that's her first appearance or if... Um, it's not, it's a- I don't think. Okay, yeah. Uh, but maybe it's first appearance of her as Batgirl, and I hope she... Not around nearly enough is the key. Yeah, exactly. I don't, <laughs> I don't even right. know who this character is, and she's fucking great. Um, there was also a really good Teeny Howard uh, noir story with uh, the Far Sector uh, Green Lantern. That was really cool. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, but the one that we have to talk about is Finding Batman, uh, which is uh, by Kevin Conroy and drawn in color by Jay bone And if you don't know, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman in Batman the Animated Series. And really? I actually didn't know he was gay. <laughs> I didn't know he's gay. I, I'm, I- this is being sold as kind of a coming out of sorts like a lot of people didn't know that he was gay well i I was talking to brian about it at work and brian seems like you know there's a reason i mean yes there is absolutely a reason that he was not very vocal about it but i think he's been somewhat out of the closet and just not really like a a vocal member of the community you know what i mean um but yeah this this is his literal coming out story and it is fucking tragic and beautiful it's and so sad. well done and yeah it's yeah, he's had a rough he's had a rough yeah. well i mean to start all gay men did growing up in this time period like yeah. being an adult in this time period it's like, like, so yeah. it's it starts out and even not just like everything else like on top of everything else on top like, of that he had yeah. everything else was like fuck man like can he this dude catch a break ever no and then of course not. and then it's all the stuff all the struggles of just being a gay man like too it's like Want, yeah, like it's it's a, it's yeah, it's it's him being in the closet through the 80s and watching so many of his friends and and coworkers and everyone like succumbing to AIDS. Um it's about his father uh who committed suicide and it's about his brother having a a, a mental health issue being like a schizophrenic and it's just like all of these pieces plus just having to deal with like regular homophobia in the industry yeah. like it's and just like casual homophobia yeah yeah and it, so much of it is like yeah it was not really a secret that a lot of people in the theater community in new york was gay like majority of actors and producers and everybody was gay but like you can't be out like you just like you're just immediately going to be blackballed like it's just not going to be you know and like so much of this is just yeah like the the just dropping the f word uh constantly and uh, yeah it's the letterer did a great job yes the letterer nailed it and to really um drive it home how like visceral it was yeah and like at one point it's uh one of his 
friends was in the late stages of dying of AIDS and like him and the, their theater buddies would like show up in the in his like hospital room and perform the play and pretend like they were at rehearsal because he was he was so delirious he didn't he didn't know it's just oh, fucking damn it but all of this comes to a head with him getting the casting call to do Batman and basically he you know he wasn't really into comic books before that um but he's like he walked in met like Bruce Tim and all these other like producers on the show and like they talked me through the character, explained how young Bruce Wayne had seen his parents murdered in front of him in Crime Alley, how he had formed dual personalities to deal with the agony of his childhood, the mask of confidence to the world and the private one racked with conflict and wounds. It's like, could I relate to that? They asked. And he's yeah. like, and, and I just fucking became Batman. Like it just. Yeah, this page is. Oh, I love how he. This page is so good. Yeah. I love how he describes like, like. He was like, all right, let me just kind of live in this guy's head for a moment. And then, mm-hmm. like, lived Bruce's trauma as his own. Like, he kind of turned his own trauma into Bruce's trauma. And then just opened his mouth and this voice that wasn't his came out. Yeah, yeah. like, seeing, hearing that, just like, yeah. he's like, Just he, Batman's it, voice came out. Internalized, yeah, this character that doesn't sound like him at all or anything else. It's just, like, just came out of him after he was able to just, like, internalize that. It, uh... It really reminded me of um, Siegel's book, It's a Bird by Vertigo, where uh, it's his story of being asked to write Superman and how he was going through a family, uh, like a family member with illness and or it's like him getting diagnosed with an illness or something. And he uses um, he uh, connects that to being asked to write Superman and how lofty it is. And it's one of the best Vertigo books that they've put out and so it's really similar to that and uh really just as well done too yeah yeah it's just it was that last page was just like perfect yeah so and i also it was so fucking i do really appreciate that dc had a full page trigger warning like hey because every other issue every other story in this issue was very celebratory and they're like yes we should absolutely be celebrating queer voices and queer experiences and the pride is a celebration but we have to acknowledge what people have gone through to get to this point and the struggles yeah. and the hardships and the and the the death like the like you know yeah. like it's built yeah, it's, on the suffering you know it it's it's something that i i feel like it keeps getting kind of pushed out of the conversation the further we get away from it that like almost an entire generation of gay men just were left to die. Oh, it was cultural genocide. There's, there's no, there's no hiding it anymore. It was cultural genocide. Absolutely. Because like, if that had been any other group, even other marginalized groups, you know, like they probably would have also been, uh, uh, cast aside by the U S government, but specifically gay men in the eighties, like they were, there was no resources. Absolutely. Like, we know that this is a disease that can be controlled, but they chose to engage in cultural gen- genocide. Like, that's just yeah. what it is. Until it started affecting straight people. And then, oh, fuck, now we have to do something about it. Right. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of how this book went. Like, there's a lot of really great stories, and then it just ends on this just hard bummer. But, like, such a powerful story. 
I also yeah, do appreciate like, yeah. that there's like three times in this book that they say Stonewall was a riot, and that's like I yeah. I love how like that is the focal point of the conversation now. Like it's it's great. It, you know the yeah, fact that just, not enough like, people knew it year, last year, and now it's like the only thing anyone can talk about in a fucking rule. Yeah, I just I thought the story was obviously it's a bummer, but you look at it for what it is. He took this life of pain and, and was able to create something that's brought joy to countless people at this honestly, point. Honestly? And probably himself included. Honestly, the best Batman. The best Batman, the best Joker. You can't change so, my mind. Yeah, I, all, obviously this is all horrible, but you know what? Like, he's fucking tipping the scales the other way with the happiness and the joy that he's put into the world by and, and he was able, able to, to do this. And he was able to take all of that horrific trauma and not being able to be himself in an industry and and create a place for himself in that industry. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. He he was able to heal himself on top of everything else. Exactly. To find and somewhere and to be like home. I imagine, I hope he's had a fucking astounding career since then cuz like he's he's a household name in my household. I don't know how yeah. normies uh yeah, operate like, but like <laughs> he's the yeah, best Batman. Same. <laughs> yeah i mean he he's a whole generation's batman yeah. yeah i mean the animated series batman has i mean probably has the the widest net cast I, for absolutely you know i would say yeah. most people who are into batman that are of that age like that's why they're into batman yeah it's yeah. that that show got like a lot of people in the comics for sure we even or did just... a episode on it on some of the episodes yeah. where we like just last year watched it and it's still amazing of course yeah it's still i mean great, there, yeah. there are definitely goofy episodes like in that genre versus series there there were a, a couple of stinkers that came up but it's still like it, even even the episodes that didn't really land the, what they tried to do with some episodes was really uh right. adventurous and yeah yeah but also uh go check out uh uh, go get go get our Patreon so you can listen to our <laughs> dueling genre versus series where we talked about Batman the animated series. Actually, shameless plug. This, shameless this, plug. Excellent. This Pride plug. story literally made me want to rewatch the show. Oh yeah, yeah just and, so good. Just just with those with those with lenses, just that right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And also, like Kevin Conroy can be added to the very short list of comic writers who have made me cry. <laughs> like it's it's pretty much just Jeff Lemire and Kevin Conroy at this point. So that's a that's an impressive and, uh, list. I would put Art Spiegelman on that uh oh, on that list. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's probably a couple others. <laughs> Art, Art Spiegelman just gave me a deep deep sadness. <laughs> <laughs> you feel it in your bones. Yeah. Has, has yeah, yeah. But no, right. this was yeah, I remember Casey was like, yo, everyone's like just she, she, I think immediately after you're like everyone needs to read this right right fucking now. Go. Yeah, no. Tuesday <laughs> night, I I just like and also this I was just flipping through the book to see like what the art looked like and I was what just like, stores, yeah. oh shit, is this J Bone? Oh shit, I forgot Kevin Conroy had a story. So that's the first story I read. Um, because I was like, this yeah, is the important thing. The, yeah, and after reading through the whole issue, it's like because you said everything's so celebratory and it's very inclusive. Like, there's a story about uh. I think it was Hawk is like asexual, so like you're yeah. They're talking yeah, about I think all they, these different pieces of of this I think culture. DC and, honestly has just about every yeah like a flagship. I mean, like obviously gender is a spectrum and sexuality is a spectrum. So like 
there's gray areas in all of those, but like they hit all the they they hit pan and bi and, and yeah, exactly. non-binary and and they got they got them all, you know. And it was all very like you said, very uplifting, very actu- you know self-actualizing, and then then that that warning page comes up, and I'm like, all right, let's let's sorry, right, buckle go. in. Yeah. <laughs> But it was an incredible story uh, that he told, and obviously, I, I, and I'm took, sure it took so much guts to uh, yeah, to tell that story. Say. Like, yeah, especially, especially this after is not a well-known thing, and and like I I I saw he he posted a video on Twitter, like kind of thanking people for like the the massive like reaction yeah. that people have had to it, and like that's got to be so nice to be validated Absolutely. after having so much of your career be in the closet and be. You know, like uh, ha- have so much bigotry aimed your way uh, for yeah. decades to finally be out and tell your story to a, a community that is embracing it is going you know? to love him no matter fuck like no matter what yeah it doesn't like because th- he's batman yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter like you're, that, my man's batman so like yeah you 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 be you and we're gonna love you no matter what <laughs> which is great. All right, well, top being Batman. <laughs> sw- switching gears a bit here. Um, I've got uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three by Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr., and Marcio Menez. Oh, this book was pretty dark too. <laughs> this, yeah, I mean this <laughs> this does get pretty dark. Um, so Peter's Peter has has woken from his coma. Um, he's buried in, in medical debt and there's just weird shit kind of that, that we're still not really sure what's going on. Like MJ is married with kids. Um, or she's with someone that had like, and is in charge of children. I still think she's dating a dude with kids. You think they might be stepkids? Yeah. Yeah. Or like some kind of dude with kids. Yeah. But anyway, so this starts with with the dude in question, like just showing up at Peter's door, like, all right, I guess we got to work some shit out. Yeah. And this guy from the collections agency who's trying to collect his medical debt is there. He's like, "Oh, you're looking for Peter Parker? What does he owe you money?" And the guy's <laughs> like, "Do you take Zell? How much money is it going to take for you to leave my friend alone for a few weeks?" <laughs> and yeah, then just like, like, that's good. Just pays like dude. like a big chunk of uh, of Peter's medical debt just to you know. Because he was like, he, guy. that's how he heard that Peter's been in the hospital. And he's like, God, I hope he's okay. So it's like, yeah, man, this is the guy she told you not to worry about, you know? Like, <laughs> he's an all right dude. Yeah. Because he came there to provide, maybe like to tell him off. Like, we're not really sure uh, at this point. So um, that's, a, that's a hell of a move by that dude. Yeah. <laughs> to pay off someone to a stranger that could literally be anybody, but mind you. Right, that could just be some guy. He's like, "Oh shit, this guy just Venmoed me fifteen hundred bucks." Uh, yeah, Peter Parker. Yeah, I'm looking for. Yeah, he definitely owes me money. Yep, yep. That's that's why I'm here. <laughs> sure is. I'm Peter yeah, Parker. Like, what, yeah. uh, actually, I don't think I don't think any collections agency is going to take Venmo in person. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. From a stranger. Yeah, he's going to show up the next day and be like, "Yo, Parker, where's my money?" Yeah, absolutely. He just got a free fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the the other to kind of catch up from from issue two that we didn't talk about, uh, Norman just kind of shows up at Parker's house. He's like, "Yo, I got a job for you. I know that you're like, I know that you need the money." And he's like, "All right, fine, whatever. Like, you're right. I need money so bad. I'm gonna work for for Norman Osborne." He ends up babysitting his kids. Yeah, 
Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Which is like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, Not I guess I if that's the, I guess if that's the one favor I owe Norman Osborn, I'll fucking take it. Wait, yeah, is he just babysitting that's Harry? The one they called in. No, uh, the other younger ones, Normie and there, there's. He's got a lot some, of kids. Yeah, there's some yeah. weird shit that happened he during the dance active. lot run. <laughs> We're gonna just Gross. sidestep Goblin Kids. Yeah, the yeah. Goblin Kids. We, let's we get, just we, we get stuck on Goblin Kid ta- yeah. we'll tangents all the time. Yeah, Think we'll the Koopa Kids hours. from Mario Brothers, Jesus but <laughs> they're just yeah. they're just they're just color swap picks on the <laughs> Super Smash Bros. <laughs> so um. The other, the other, the other subplot we're we're getting is uh, Randy Robertson is trying to m- propose to Tombstone's daughter. You and after he asked for her hand, yeah. After he had, like, dude, the balls to go up to to Tombstone and ask for his daughter's yeah, hand in must, marriage. He must really love this girl. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so th- they end up going on like a, a vacation together, and she ends up proposing to him. It's very sweet. Very sweet. But me- meanwhile, Peter got lured into a trap and kidnapped by Tombstone, and he's handcuffed and shackled in what looks like a ditch that's about to be filled with concrete. So, like, yeah, it's it's not a good, it's not optimal. No, <laughs> Peter's about to get whacked, and then like all the while, uh, Tombstone had Robbie Robertson kidnapped. So, like, not only is he about to Jimmy Hoffa Spider-Man, but he's also going <laughs> to probably whack the guy whose son is getting married to his... He's just gone full goblin mode at this point. Just... Yeah. <laughs> we get Do you mean goblin mode about... as in just, like, being a weird goblin or yeah, being not a green, green goblin? goblin. Not, he's, he's going not... green goblin mode. Jeez, he's the gray goblin. He's the gray goblin. <laughs> That's already a thing, Sean. Fuck, is it really? I didn't know that. Oh my That's god, hilarious. yeah. That's funny. So we yeah, can't so... get Goblin Tangent on this show. Fine, he's the cement goblin. But yeah, th- this issue literally ends with... He doesn't uh, get on the glider very well. <laughs> this, uh, this issue ends with Peter literally just begging for his life. Oh, yeah. well. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's got his ass handed, like, he got his ass beat to shit. I mean, he's about to be whacked, like, yeah. like, mob-style executed. leave him yeah. there, yeah. Swim with the minerals. Yeah. Nice. So. <laughs> that was pretty good. No, it was terrible, it was fine. <laughs> that was pretty good, I caught that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's hilarious. Anywho, I'm just gonna, like, slowly suck us down into the pit. Uh, to get to our top story, so <laughs> yeah, it's like a funnel. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, st- I set up the funnel. Feeling um, So that Texas Blood fourteen by Chris Condon and Jake Phillips. Um, I know we haven't talked about it in a little bit, but this is the kicks off a new story arc, and it is fucking creepy. <laughs> All right. Um, it features everyone's favorite masked guy who sneaks into a house with a saw. To kill a woman who's by herself. Oh, that guy. Uh, hate and, that oh, guy. that's my favorite genre. And uh, love bad guy. And the panels, like the her heat's out. So she's like, and he just moved back and stuff. And she's trying to like warm up, but like the buildup, like you just see 
like a jack-o'-lantern face in the background of her like Mm-mm. closing the door oh. and shit it's fucking creepy <laughs> and like her no cat's thanks. like meowing at it and you see like the reflection of what happens in like the tv um and eventually we just kind of get to this point where uh eventually it gets kind of called in there's like a whole hubbub in the town from other texas blood stories i don't necessarily want to get into all that um but they sh- get a call and they show up and she's sitting there the the woman she's a young woman who just graduated from law school and moved back to texas so she can help people that were less fortunate than her instead of staying in california where she went to law school and she's now sitting on the couch with her head literally in her lap posed oh with her cat next oh door. this is the fucking gainesville ripper like they they cut yeah the dude sawed her head off this is literally it, yeah. uh Dan, danny roland rolling rolling yeah, yeah this, uh, I, this i like I how you like, just have that right off the top i don't head. want it but it's there a <laughs> 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 resident murder expert i'm so glad i can name x-men characters <laughs> i'll take that yeah, I don't want to be the guy that just knows who beheaded women and posed them, but here I am. Sorry. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, so obviously, you know, it's probably. I think a lot of these stories are based off of some of those like famous stories, but yeah. Yeah, this, this one, one is like, Danny Rowling 100%, which is also funny because, not funny, Um, it's uh, <laughs> Scream. So, so the screenwriter who who wrote Scream, or was, was did Wes Craven? Anyway, Wes whatever. Craven was Whoever. the director of at least the first one. Yeah, I don't know who wrote it though. But whoever the screenwriter was, um, oh was man, we have so docu- many listeners screaming at their window. I know, I'm right sorry. Now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they they were watching a documentary about Danny Rowling, the Gainesville Ripper, and couldn't sleep. They scared themselves awake all night, thinking someone was breaking into their house to behead them and pose them. Um, so they they stayed up all night writing the screenplay for Scream. So well and. This first scene is very scream. So they fucking captured that creep because I was reading this. I'm like, this is horrifying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and like the way they did the art, it it shows the date in the beginning, like, oh, it's 1992, and it shows this scene, and then it cuts to a woman that looks a lot like the woman that was attacked. I was like, oh, maybe it was a bad dream. Nope. It wasn't. <laughs> of course not. It, it was all bad. <laughs> so, it's like, all the bad pacing the way they wrote it the the, the art and uh, how they paced the issue was was awesome so um, also yeah danny danny rolling killed people between 1989 and 1990 so that was his spree yeah so this was nine yeah i think so they're telling the story like if you read any of the other issues like there's the the main guy is like the older cop i think they're starting to tell like his older stories they're starting to dig into the past of the town oh, and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So we're getting yeah, stories I felt, I about cases on he's this, worked. I fell behind on the series, but uh, that yeah. is a really cool way to do, like, an Because the last an one was him at, like, a um, like a diner telling his, like, new partner about this cult. It ended up being, like, a religious cult that moved from, from like, Los Angeles or something. Also, the screenwriter for Scream number one is Kevin Williamson. I am sorry I did not have that knowledge offhand. <laughs> no, just the well, we actual, didn't have the fr- just the actual murders. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have the franchise. There's only so much room guys up there, you know. Fucking fiction, get out of here. 
<laughs> well, go listen to Franchiseography if you want to learn everything there is to know about Scream. Go yeah, check those go. guys out. Whole, the whole series, right? Yeah. Well, now that our feelings have been funneled, and we're all, it's all good vibes. <laughs> yeah, all we're good all, vibes, all feeling great. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, something is killing the children. Uh, me and my monster. So, um, for everyone who's not familiar, uh, this, you know, that we have this main character, Erica, who we meet, who is a monster hunter throughout the series. I know this is issues 16 through 20. So, this, ser- this particular arc actually goes into her background and how she was uh joined the house of uh the, the order of saint dumas and became a monster hunter and we find out it's probably dumas dumas yeah good point. yeah um, um, this is a good jumping on point i'll say great, as someone who hasn't read past this is like a the great jumping issue. on point it's a it's a prequel arc to yeah. the to the character but also so yeah. you the can, first yeah first few issues are also phenomenal so you know yeah no, it's, it's all worth it we yeah, definitely read yeah i went back it. and yeah. read the first three arcs t- this time to, we're just to talking get to about this. this arc specifically because we covered a large portion of the other arc through other episodes so we and wanted this is to a great yeah. place yeah. to, to jump great in. way to talk about the book without having everyone know what the book was <laughs> yeah and and i will say like the way that this character is introduced as a total mystery and then slowly super yeah, odd cool. things happen and it's really well done but this is like putting all those puzzle pieces together and being like this is why she has a talking octopus yes um yeah. that has a monster yeah. in it this is why she keeps referring to jessica who is dead like this is who aaron is this is who like so it's like putting together all of these puzzle pieces that we uh, that you get slowly throughout the first arc. And the first arc is just her showing up and killing monsters that are killing children. So yeah, you know it's great. I, I know, but this is yeah. I know, like starting the the first few issues, it's like you know really cool and and interesting, like small town horror. You know, some you know children are being killed, and then this, you know monster hunter shows up. But then like I wasn't really expecting the like the different houses at all, and thought it's such an interesting way to like slowly expand the world and and going back and going back and rereading the first 15 issues before this prequel arc um i didn't realize how far ahead james tynan had planned like he he was he knew exactly where he was going and how Mm -hmm. to foreshadow that world building like there's there's little like panels where you see like the dragon and you see like other members of the house and you see like the the tattoo and it's like oh definitely the, i didn't notice like, those things before those were just mysterious before you know the, that's a particular skill that i just cannot wrap my head around like that is a superpower yeah. to me like i don't know how people do that how how the, how you can write a story so far ahead of your own story to, it's just like it's just like claremont x you know it's almost like issues later you get a payoff yeah, it's like the entirety of the story came to you all at once. That's the only way that's well, possible. It's it's great, too, because, I mean, comic writers get really good at it, too, because you don't know if you're going to get six issues or if you're going to get 50. Right, so right. you have yeah. to, to some extent, kind of plan for your series to get renewed, or mm-hmm. if not, tell a whole satisfactory story in six issues. And yeah, no, like, the, those. you have to ride this really <laughs> fine line of, like, intrigue and mystery and foreshadowing but not having that foreshadowing b- derail the 
the mm-hmm. current story. Yeah. You know, like it's like I I read this when it came out, but I don't remember the foreshadowing pieces because they were I was just confused by them. He hasn't you know connected what I mean? the dots for you yet. And once exactly. he does, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. I think he does a really good job with this. Absolutely. Um anyway, let's get let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I love how this starts. It's just her sitting there. Covered in blood. They're dead in her body, covered in blood. Yeah, it's her. And it's just other people, like, talking and some people talking to her. It's just like, um, you know, asking her what her name is, how old she is. She's At this point, she's 12. Um, And then, like, you hear who we find out to be Jessica basically talking to someone. It's like, look, I showed up and I barely had to do shit. She pretty much killed this thing by herself. Like, <laughs> what, what's going on? Because she's, like, talking on the phone. And so she kind of, like... Just sits down and just talks to her. He's like, yeah, you did a good job. Um, you're one of the best. Um, do you, do you want to do you want to come learn how to kill stuff? It's just like <laughs> as a twelve year old taking on the thing that murdered your parents and your friend. Like that. That's the best like superhero origin and, story. And almost like yeah, and they kind of explain it like and almost winning right um, in some way. It's just something that they never they've never encountered really. Yeah, um, so through the, this first issue is really just kind of, we learn Erica, we, we kind of learn the story, we, we start to see the dynamic between her and Jessica, she, Jessica's trying to give her some advice to like, where, where they're going, which is ultimately going to be the House of Slaughter, um, and some of the rules that she needs to do, but basically we see this, the bond, I think she sees a lot of herself in her, just like, you're going to be fine, because you're perceptive and like you're gonna be able to pick up on this stuff so like you're you're good just don't let people push you around which immediately we meet aaron uh which we know from the other series and he's the the main character in house of slaughter at least the first arc um who's just like just jealous that there's another kid in the house now (laughs) it's like when when their parents bring a new baby home so they're Um, kind of separated by uh occupation and uh, but yeah, they do a great job of breaking that down later as we learn more and more. But yeah, yeah. we have the we we meet a white mask, um, and Jessica is a black mask, and we know Erica is a black mask from just know, the series yeah. in general. Uh, yes. yes, so yeah, and, and that's uh, kind of where this first one they kind of just walk in and they get to the house of slaughter, and like then we really start getting into like what because I think purposely too like. It moves really quick. Like they're doing a lot of things because effectively what Jessica's done is identified Erica to join the order without really asking permission. Right. And it's it's just not the way it was done, which like what we come to find, and I think it's we could talk about this not necessarily in sequential. We kind of find out that the way Erica was initiated, finding a kid that killed a fucking monster was how they used to get recruits. Now they mm. kind of they pick kids that are like orphaned or maybe come from like broken homes or something that maybe have skills and like set them up to fight something that's easy and get them initiated that way. So here's, here's an analogy for that to break it down. Uh, the old Republic, they would just take Jedi kids that were, uh, force sensitive and turn them into Jedi's like before they have any memories. Like they're just put right into the, the Jedi temple. Uh, but Anakin was just so fucking powerful in the force that they're like, yo, we got to train this fucking kid. Like this is, yeah, I know this isn't right. how we do it, but like, look at them, look at them yeah. fucking. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's kind of it's kind of like that, but hopefully she doesn't become a Vader. You know, that's all I'm. The well, we know that like also Jessica and to a larger extent Erica uh, don't doesn't necessarily like all the rules of the house and are kind of like renegade. You know, because a lot of the rules are scorched earth. Right. Yeah. Well, in a you very know, not pleasant way. They care. Yeah. They we find out through um, the f- previous fifteen issues and through this that the the people who lead the uh, entire like monster hunter mythos across the world they yeah. care more about making sure people don't know monsters exist than actually yeah. killing monsters. So their then, their yeah. job is to sure yeah we kill monsters we also kill people that see monsters. And it's, and people that are like in tangentially aware of this happening, so it's like sea monsters. And there's another piece of it they talk. They I'm talk sure they about, also kill sea monsters. I'm yeah. sorry, it's the Order of Saint George. They talk about the origin of it, and based on a story, basically they there was a dragon, but someone took the dragon, controlled it, killed it, and then figured out they can use it, and they can do the same with other monsters. So like like you said, like their goal isn't necessarily. To save people, it's to control and kill monsters. And, and, and that and one specifically, that the the order was created then not only to learn how to kill other dragons, but to assure people that dragons are myth and not yeah, real. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like, no, 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 he killed a real dragon. That was that was the thing that actually happened. Um. Yeah. So then we find out the next stage is she's going to go to initiation, um, and this is when we finally get Aaron kind of. To stop being a complete dick after she kicked him in the balls. Just hilarious. <laughs> She's the best. But basically just kind of warning him, her, like, hey, you're going to have this initiation. Not everything's real. I hope you make it type of thing. Not, not everything's we, real. It, Some of it is, and you can be hurt, but just remember point, we that don't, We don't you're know in what the initiation is, yeah. but, like, everyone, all the adults, Jessica and everybody, are, and Cecilia are basically like, this is going to be bad, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no one thinks she's going to survive. There's also, yeah. um, which also- is like, why, why do this if you if none of you think she's going to survive and you're all bummed about it? Like, oh well, no, because it's tradition. Well, that and she's going to be traumatized forever. Also, well, I mean, uh, this isn't exactly she- hanging stockings on Christmas Eve. This is pretty, pretty fucked up tradition. The, the the tradition is in order to make sure that she continues to see monsters as she gets older because part of the mythos of this thing is that that's a different thing that's a different thing that is a different thing um so but that's worth worth mentioning that in the first couple issues they they talk about the only reason monsters are real is because kids believe that monsters are real like Mm. it's kind of this tulpa of fear yeah, and, that's a theme in James Tynan books. I'm starting yeah. to see. Yeah, this is very uh, Department of Truth now, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's very much the 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 prodigal child of Grant Morrison in that well, way. It's one all of the about monsters in, I believe, either the the first or second arc. The kid was telling ghost stories, and that's the monster they saw. The oh yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like that's that's definitely a theme in this. But and, oh, wait, part and, of this both. as oh yeah, yeah but as uh kids grow up they they lose begin the to learn to they them. begin to believe that monsters aren't real and then they, they can no see longer see monsters that doesn't mean they're not there but they just can't see them a, um, yeah and a big right so yeah um the, the the next part we meet probably my favorite character uh big gary 
Uh, he run he runs <laughs> he runs the farm. Um, I do love like, this guy with his yeah, ten. That's great. This, I liked him because he's one of the people. He's like, look, I know we got to do this, but you can tell he carries the burden of it. Like, effectively, he also drinks heavily out. to carry the burden of it. Yeah, because he basically. So now that we're here, the trial effectively is so when they originally got to the monster, uh, Jessica trapped it in her stuffed animal, something that was connected to Erica because uh, to create a bond and get it trapped. Something so they now, all have to do. Something they all have to do. So now the trial is effectively Big Gary goes in and starts the ceremony and releases the monster that's trapped. And Erica, or whoever the initiate is, has to relive and defeat the monster that usually just killed their family. Well, not usually. In her case, just killed her family. But, and this is the part they talked about. They didn't... This is how it used to be done, but now they gave something a lot easier. And they make a point to talk about this was not some serve them up, let the initiate get past their first test. Like, this is a full on, they called it an obscura type, like big bad fucking monster. That yeah, she's this is an easy against. mode. This is a yeah, novice they, mode. This is, skipping, this is jumping in on fucking expert. Yeah, they're Gary skipping white belt and going directly into the black belt ceremony. Yeah, because Big Gary's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you could have told me I was about, I just went and killed a kid, like, basically. Because he talks about, like, look, I drink and my, I spent half my days walking around picking up the bones of kids, like, after these fucking trials. It's like, like and those fucking... are the ones where they're they're raised from birth to be monster hunters, and they give them easy mode monsters, and yeah. he, they still die most of the time. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, also, I do want to point out that Big Gary has eight dogs, uh, so he's living the best life that he yeah, can in this terrible, terrible he, situation. As soon as he finds out, like he just starts crying because he's like, "I just killed a kid," just straight up, like, and you, and so. He's one of the few, I think, other than Jessica, that actually, like, you can tell, like, this ain't no, this, like, they know this is a little fucked up. Like, um, this we is also not, haven't talked about her tough. much, but I believe her name is Cecilia, the, the, white, the white mask, mask. who's, mm -hmm. she's like the matriarch of the white mask clan. Um, yeah. And the, the white mask means that they are group hunters. Black mask means that they are lone wolves, like solo hunters. Yeah, and gonna uh, go white masks are also in charge of uh, town cleanup. Yeah, so yeah. they're just like sociopaths that murder people and are cool with it. We knew um, that from the Cecilia, first arc too. Yes, yeah, we've met them um, a lot. But Cecilia is one of those icy cold bitches that, like, I think she does care, but her defense mechanism is being an icy cold bitch. So, like, at a and couple she wants points, to follow the rules. Like, she's yeah, very invested in the order because the as rules well. are there to protect us, and like, and so like. Yeah. We, she, it, you see the 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 um the armor crack a little bit a couple times when she's talking to well, Jessica speaking about of Erica. Long game. There is stuff about this past flashback that we don't even still know yet because this arc ends at a point where we still don't really know a lot. Yeah, we're not and, up to we're not up to issue one for sure. Right, and um, so there's yeah. definitely going to be more flashbacks. And one of the things that cool. we get teased is that Jessica and Cecilia used to be a lot closer than uh what what where they are now in this also we don't know where, what the fuck happened to jessica we also don't know what yeah, happened they, to jessica she's they mentioned yeah, she so is dead they do, in the yeah. present tense yeah so. so i thought this next issue was this was basically her fighting the monster which was fucking brutal 
And also worth pointing out, it's all in her head. Like it can kill her, but she's fighting it. it. She, she's, she's fighting, fighting it, it on a psychological plane, on like the astral plane. And I like how it, like the the art in here is incredible. Just how they show it, and basically she's reliving again, seeing her family and her friend. And I just the whole idea, this the the thought from Aaron pops in her head. There's just like this great, um back and forth between them like she realizes it's not real so it's like okay i you can't hurt me i this isn't real i can win the way she realizes it isn't real is really interesting because her mom is like erica you have to go to the neighbors to call for help please like and she's like you're alive and she's like go go call for help and she's like wait that didn't fucking happen well she you're dead like i can't save you yeah the other thing too is like the part of that whole mind fuck is trying to get her to break the number one rule, which is you don't tell people monsters exist. Exactly. Right. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's trying to take advantage. And then just like the back and forth that she has with the monsters, it's like, uh, the octave, uh, it's like, just because it's not real doesn't mean it can't hurt you. But she's like, D- but it does mean that it's not scary. I'm going inside and waiting for Jessica. Don't you want to save your mother? I can't. She's dead. You ate her. Yeah. So she's just, just like, nope, fuck you. <laughs> like, and just like the stone cold, resolve of a 12 year old through this and like the monster being able to like reanimate it and just like make her mother scream for help and she's just like no i did this i stabbed you we did this and we beat you like you're not gonna beat me again like and i can't save my mom like it's just yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna sway no matter how much i want to be that to happen i it's not going to so you can't change you know yeah so the big part about this is the initiation is they need the monster's help to find to kind of compete and interact and fight these other monsters. They give us, they, I think they, they, they become partners. And typically, I think they do it with lesser ones. They have time they can, for lack of a better term, bond. So this is, um, so this is can, just so Pokemon if Pokemon were scary. Pokemon yeah, a little is scary. bit. What are you talking about? But their relationship <laughs> is basically like... Fuck you. Scary You trapped Pokemon. me here and fuck you. You killed my family. Like, yeah. like they <laughs> so but they know that they're kind of stuck because that's the point of putting in something that means a lot to them. Like it it, it binds them. And that and that's part of where their power comes from. Um in the monster fighting. And I just like how she just wakes up in the barn and she's like, All right, what's next, guys? And just like This you know what this scene kind of reminded me of? Vibes. You know in Home Alone when Kevin uh gets over his fear of the furnace of the basement. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. just like that. Or he's just like, shut up. <laughs> right. And then just like that, you know. Yeah, I just like the Yeah, the resolve of this and I think that's part of why Jessica picked it's like this girl is different. Like I also I really like the comparison between like it's it, there's a very distinct similarity between Erica and her reaction immediately following her parents and best friend dying and yeah. James from the first arc James was very like like sad obviously but stoic and like okay how can I help like what do I do I don't want to I, I can't just let you go kill the monster I want to help and then mm, yeah. Erica makes a point distinctly be like I am not you're not gonna be me like you're not gonna fucking yeah. be me because either happened to me and this sucks and you're too good uh, you gotta you gotta go like, one of the one of the things i really like about this arc is that uh i think one of the reasons why jessica uh 
you know, chooses to save Erica is because she sees some of herself in her. And there's this yeah. small, like, their relationship, even though we don't get a ton of time with them together, uh, from what we know about how Erica acts in the first arc, you can see she got from Jessica. So way, there's uh, certain mannerisms and um, speech uh, things that she uses that are the exact same. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a, like a great bit of character work by Tynan um, and how he did that and like uh, kind of uh, passing that along. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really well done. And just this issue, like they're all talking like Cecilia, Big Gary, Aaron, and Jessica. They're all basically talking. And Jessica's like, the look, you know, the thing that kills me is the look. They trusted me. I was supposed to protect them. And like, they're all basically just like, and then this is where they go into the history about like why they do it, how they used to do it, you know, why they do it a different way, basically, so they don't just kill a bunch of fucking kids even though a bunch of kids die. And then she just kind of rolls up on the porch with a bunch of dogs. Like, all right, what's up guys? What do I do next? And then they all, you know, so it's definitely a moment of celebration. Well, they're already drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were sad drunk. Day. And then they very quickly become happy drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, we, and then big Gary gives her a tattoo and it's like, did you let him dry out first? <laughs> I like it. We get the tattoo and then we basically get, we get a little bit of the history of the house. And the, the order, but we also get some of her career highlights as well. So we get a little bit of both. So we, we kind of see her growing up to the Erica that we've met previously and just little flashes. Um, There's so learn... much content that can be filled in with all of that. Yeah, I'm going to break it down real quick. <laughs> to kind of give you an idea of the world that Tynan's been building, because we've met a lot of these little, we've, we've seen a lot of these people throughout the main story already. Um, so... Um, Gets the tattoo, it means they're officially part of the order. Uh, once they get their first kill, they get a mask with teeth instead of it just being a plain color. Um, they have the right of trepanation. That's uh, an order uh, ceremony that allows them to keep the ability to see monsters. So that's a, that's a separate thing. So once they get to a certain point, they go through that right so they, can, they have the ability to see monsters still. Uh, then they talk about the different masks. The red masks are basically like the historians, the bookkeepers of the, the order. The, the blue masks are Azure masks. They build the weapons. They keep the order safe. They're kind of like the Department of Truth type of people. <laughs> like they, that's the that's also what uh, Big Gary is. He's a blue mask. And that's what Big Gary is as well, yeah. yes. Um, the, and then we have all the different classes of hunters. The black mask, which are basically like, we don't know what the fuck this is. Just go in. You're going to work. You, you're going to hunt by yourself. We don't know what you're going to find. Good luck. Um, the white masks are pack hunters and they go down. I like how they basically, even Big Gary is like, they, they go after big game. They think they're hot shit, but they're really not. Yeah, because one on one, they would just get eaten alive instantly. Yeah. Uh, the silver masks are your specialists. They fight things with rules. So things like vampires and werewolves and shit like that. So stuff that's like like, established order. I like the that world stuff. building. Uh, and then so the good. emerald masks just straight up hunt dragons. That's it. Yeah. They hunt They're dragons. just dragon guys. <laughs> that's so fucking cool. And also, and like, this is yeah. so that's enough world building right there to just like you can have a different book for each of the masks. But Which also, I think is what, part of what House of Slaughter is going to get into. Yes. Well, House of Slaughter, we know all... did, ad- ad- dove into Aaron and Erica, but that's just the House of Slaughter. Those other, there's, there's houses. Well, House of Slaughter have all of the masks. The different houses are just different parts of the world. 
Yes. Different part, different houses of the order. So the House of Slaughter, there are all these people. Well, House of Slaughter about. doesn't have green masks or, or uh, yeah, because there are only no because dragons. there's not dragons there. Yeah. But um, they have the blue mass and everybody else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to yeah. see a crossover between this and what we do in Shadows, where the silver masks have to go after. Uh, oh, fucking! Nader. I don't, don't, don't make me watch uh, my my sweet baby boys get murdered by. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't. No, they, some they would like thing. They won't. Yeah, they would like accidentally like be Kill spared. That's what Guillermo's for. Yeah, um, but no, uh, Guillermo also, becomes a silver mask. Book. There could have been dragons in the. In the North America before could be an old House of Slaughter stuff. I was anyway, also going to say, yes, there's a potential yeah. that we get a House of Saint Dumas flashback yeah. arc. That'd be really fun. Oh, cool. I would like just that. Just a dragon hunter arc. Fuck. That's well, yeah. Then we already have the one character from the house, the House of Butcher. I think it was called. That's yes. where uh, Aaron's Well, the, uh, and, the and there's so. the House of Cutters in the newest arc, Dude, which are really well, the, the green masks cool in America are the most successful because they did their job. They did it. Yeah, they don't need to yeah, do this They're all retired. <laughs> they got rid of well, their I own think- job security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, they keep talking about the dragon is the leader of the house. So I'm wondering if he a uh, gummy worm dude is is part of a because we meet him later and he's called the dragon. He has a gold mask. That he unclasps. Like, made of gold. That, that's, like, actually his face, And he loves though. gummy worms. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like an actual mask. Yeah, he does like gummy worms. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, this scene actually really stuck out to me because I think this part's... This, this kind of plants the seed of Erica kind of moving away from the Order. Like, because effectively the leader of the house, the dragon, basically tells Erica... The only reason you survived is because you're a monster. No other reason. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, no. Like, it's because I'm perceptive and resourceful. It's like, no, you're a monster. Only monsters can kill monsters. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and I think that starts, I think she doesn't accept that. And other things that go along with being in the house, like, they do some monstrous things. And like, I think that never clicked in her brain same with jessica i think and that's part of why we see what she does in some of the other arcs and i think to me i feel that felt like kind of the beginning of it like like where else is she gonna go right like <laughs> like at least she gets to help some people along the way before for them which is um it was yeah, death I, or this those are your options so. yeah she chose like, like we talked about like the amount of stories that potential in these this world is like they're limitless i yeah it was such so cool to like see the initial concept just kind of slowly grow to to something like this because it's i just wasn't expecting it at all and the pacing in this book is so good yeah it's it's awesome i from the first issue i i was hooked on this book and like the more we learn about the characters and the world and you know, some of the things that it has to say about just being a person, it's just, it's, uh, every issue, we, I think we've talked about this with Tynan a lot, like, every issue feels like a, a whole ass arc, like, just because, like, I feel like somehow there's a teaser at the end, but you get so much shit, so much stuff every issue that you're, you're really satisfied. And it's actiony. It's there's a. It's just. It's great. I feel like that's a, a superpower he has a little bit. Like, I don't know how every issue just feels so full 
and fun and like he's incredible at pacing it's for sure yeah it's just because a lot of, and, a lot and of like these stories character driven tremendously right yeah but it does and it tells a lot of the story with art and action and a lot of those issues sometimes you're definitely felt wanting more and i feel like i'm satisfied every time like i want more but i'm like that was good i can hold I'm full for now. <laughs> and it's just, it's great. You're satiated. Um, yeah. It's like, especially like that issue 20, like we, we did the bullet points, but like, that's a lot of fucking info they gave you. Yeah. In that's like one page one. like that. Yeah. It's that it's you crazy. rattled off. It's fucking awesome. And yeah, I, yeah. It, I, now I'm psyched for the infinite amount of stories he could do. Like he could just go, fucking go off yeah we've already seen house of slaughter obviously there's a lot of stories to tell there and, and characters we've met and characters we haven't um and i just think it's um yeah i'm i, I love this little world he's created and it's also it's a great opportunity i was talking to, talk to a, a i was talking to stuff. a customer last week remember closet number one that came out yeah yeah so we I talked about that last week well yes we talked about last week. yeah go check out that episode but yeah Customer was like, is this in the the uh, Something's Killing the Children universe? Because there's like the kid with the stuffed animal on the cover. And I'm like, Maybe. I don't think so. That's weird. But upon rereading the first couple issues, I wish I had an issue number and a page number, but I'm not professional. Um, there's a part where it's like flashing through different monster hunters killing different monsters. And one of them looks like the creepy fucking alien from the closet. Yeah, it absolutely could be. Yeah, one hundred percent. It it looks like a little like if eyeless. Erica shows up at the end of that fucking miniseries. I'm gonna this lose my shit. This also could tie into <laughs> Department of Truth. You don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Dude, this feels very knows? Department of Truth. Like, I mean, there's... it's different publishers, so probably not. But you know, uh, yeah. but also like but enough also, people like, believe in vampires now it. they exist, and now you gotta send the silver masks after them. Right, but th- there's. There's been a common thread throughout, like a lot of stuff that we've been reading lately. Of if people believe something enough, it comes true. Like that's well, yeah, that's because that's well, the we power live of in the world that we live in. I think yeah. that's that, that is literature but reflecting that, how how flexible truth okay, is. Okay, but in also a, in a world, books with are the literal form, physical form of that. It's thought yeah, put yeah, into too. yes. So yeah. that's yeah, why comics are like, the perfect medium for that kind of. It's the yeah, it's the basis and these, of magical thinking. And, and all these this are stuff. all like, these are all writers that grew up worshiping Alan Moore and and Grant Morrison, yep. who brought that concept to comics in, in a in a very tangible way. You know, like Promethea and and Invisibles yeah. are like they're the grandparents of all of this shit. Yeah. Talk like, about a book I'm not smart enough to deconstruct. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Promethea blew my brain hole. <laughs> uh, don't worry, James Tynan is, and now we we get yeah. even better, even, uh, even more books like that. <laughs> it might take me five times to read Promethea before I fully understand what it was trying to tell me. Also, when you said "Good Lord," that's a book I don't understand. I thought you meant Invisible, so that too fair. Yeah, that, that was one, that was me, man. That one hurt. Like, there's a whole book about. Like explaining what the invisibles means. Yeah, yeah I got I got the invisibles like two or three years ago and read like the first issue and went, I'm gonna understand this when I'm older. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> but Only if like you read a lot basic. of other books. Yeah, first. Like I'm not just, I'm not old yeah. enough to understand this. It's just free basing Grant Morrison. Like, <laughs> like just, it is just jumping in every deep end all at once. It's just like it's a lot. 
It's a lot. Anyway, <laughs> we're off topic now. Sorry, I yeah, didn't mean yeah. to get on the Alan Moore, Grant Morrison train, but toot toot all aboard. Yeah, get on that train. <laughs> get on and ride it. Um, but yeah, Something's Cooling Children, obviously, it's a, it's a huge book right now. Um, this is a great arc. I think this is out, coming out, is out or coming out in trades. Very it soon. is out. It's out. Like, this is, if you're not kind of sure, like, I recommend just picking up one, but, you know, if you're just kind of going to check out what's going on, like, this could, this could be a great place to jump on. But yeah, it's also to, not the I easiest book to figure out where your I hands put my on. first issue. <laughs> oh, my God. It's in a pile spent to hell, I guarantee you. Um, mine, is, mine is in a safe place. But, I have mine. you know, it's, as a credit to how popular it is, it's impossible to keep on the shelves. So if you are fiending for this book, but your local comic shop doesn't have volume one of, like, readily available, you could start with volume four. Um, mm-hmm. But... Get right. all of them, obviously, but yeah, yeah the, a lot hard. like Boom Boom Studios is having trouble like maintaining this in print because I it got just that hardcover keeps... with the slip, the slip Ooh, cover with the mask on it. Oh, but also, so I want to thank God a book s- is selling like this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to say it's this is probably available on uh, Comicsology Unlimited, but I wouldn't know. That app is just unusable anymore. Yeah, we're not promoting yeah. Bezos over here. Come on, come on. I mean, like. Honestly, I was using the hell out of that app until that last update, and now it's just unusable. Like, I don't know what the hell they're well, doing. Good. I like that we promoted one way to read it and five ways to not read it. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Spend $500, buy the raw copy of the original. <laughs> Any way you can get your eyeballs I think, on it, I think it's a good Is way. this the Tynan book that is going to be adapted by Mike Flanagan? I know. I believe so. I know one thing is. Yes. I, this is. Yeah. I this really. Is the one. I, I mean, you know, by now everyone should know I'm not a fan of comic book adaptions, but this is something I would 100% watch, like adapted, because there's just so much you could do with it. This is a tough thing so, to adapt right now, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, is every book is hard to adapt, and that's why most of them suck. So I'm gonna. No, I just mean just in hoping, the culture that we live in. Oh well. A show I called mean, Something is Killing the Children. Yeah, it's called Stranger Things, but good. Fair. It is <laughs> kind of Stranger Things, but good, isn't it? I mean, that's how I, that's how I sell it to, to people. We're it just better than I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Stranger Things is bad, necessarily. I do enjoy Stranger Things. If you I, like Stranger Things, read this book. Yeah, if you like it's Stranger better. Things, you like this, yeah. 100%. It, I, think, I think I can agree with that. Even if the... Like just the world, the world building is better. They they expanded the the world. It's just so good. Read this book. Yeah, it's 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 Dude. larger than one town. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I, and it being an actual show, I think you can let it breathe, and I think that's where this adaptation belongs. You need it like a movie would not do it justice. This no. is this needs. I mean, episodes. I would be for them not adapting it, but just doing something in the world of it. That would be awesome. Oh, that, that would, be, cool. would be awesome. Yeah, you could just do like a different house that's like tangentially related and stuff. Or that just do the cool. first arc and then, you know, do whatever. whatever See how it you goes. Want. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably where it'll start. Because that first arc is, oh man, so creepy. Yeah. And she, Erica's just so fucking badass, just coming out of nowhere, just slicing up monsters and shit. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, it's so good in so many different ways. It, it, and like, it, yeah, it, it hits every part of my brain. <laughs> which, which i think is just a great like it, it's actiony it's makes you think it's sad um 
yeah, it's 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 one of my favorites recently for sure. It's got an ancient occult it. order of Who doesn't yeah, love it's that. Got, like, it's got everything. I know we didn't talk about it a ton, but like it's beautiful. Like mm, it, yep. the art is the art is great and super it's, unique. Yeah, like yes, it's the way he they, they draw monsters and stuff, and just like they're terrifying. <laughs> like these are terrifying looking monsters in this in this book. Yeah. I think part of it's because they, they're drawn in a way where like you can tell like not everyone can see them. So mm. like they're very obscured and like dark and like they kind of blend into the background and stuff. So it, it's, uh, it's, it makes them even creepier. It transitions mood really well too. It goes from like really creepy and horrifying to like action and like the action scenes rule. Yeah, it's. All around, just A plus. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> double double good plus. It's good. It's a good yeah. book. Yeah. It's it's one of those you could just we could just gush about it forever. Yeah. We did. So we th- did. this is our this is our last official episode for a little while. Um We're not going anywhere. You're still gonna get our uh, our band. I mean, book I'm series. going I'm going to Florida, but I mean, yes, we're, we're not going to be doing this every week for the next few weeks, um, but we've, we've got you covered. Uh, the stuff we've been releasing on Patreon, uh, you're going to get that while we're gone. So you won't even know, notice we're gone. Yeah. You're going to still get some content in your ear holes. So, uh, got some good stuff. We got some b- good books we've been talking about. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have ourselves a nice little summer vacation. Yeah. I think we've earned it. I, I think we have. <laughs> we're one of the we're one of the hardest working shows on this network. On any network. Any network. Yeah. Come at us. Yeah, I said it. I dare you. I said it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I mean, I we could talk about what's coming out next week. We're not going to be here. Who cares, right? Um, it's it's a uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Daniel Jor- Daniel Warren Johnson week. We got two Daniel Warren Johnson books coming out. Nice. You should pick up the one. It's a wrestling book. Oh, I will check that out. Do a power bomb. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That's what it's called. Uh, I'm not just yeah, telling do you. Do a power bomb. You can anything, if you want. I probably shouldn't like in my current state. It's gonna be awesome. I'm sure the art's gonna be amazing, and he's just gonna. It's, it's gonna look great. Yeah, a lot of books are coming out that we talk about, but you don't get to hear us talk about them. Sorry, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, consider joining our Patreon. We got a lot of fun stuff out there, and good. Not only will you get our uh, our season break stuff early, but you get a whole bunch of other cool stuff that we've been doing out there on on the Dueling Genre Patreon. Also, check out just other Dueling Genre shows. We mentioned Franchiseography earlier. They do these deep, deep dives of um of of movie franchises i mean they leave no stone unturned it is a it's fun listen they got good guests i i've edited a bunch of episodes so you kind of get me as a ghost in the background um yeah uh um ideal remake is another really great show uh i was on an episode of that we did uh what if we made the mask but good um that's a real fun show to listen to uh yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Go go check out Dueling Genre at large. Um, yeah, I'll be on Dueling Genre Versus coming up soon. Yeah, and I was just on an episode of Top 5. Yeah, talk about Chuck. So if you guys like Chuck, 
come listen to me babble about Chuck. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're a network of shows. Go check out the other shows in our network and join our join our uh, our Discord. We've we've seen a few of you come over. We need more. Uh, I want the TFTSB army to take over. Come come at us on Discord. Yeah, do it. Talk to us directly. <laughs> if we're wrong about something, tell us. If we're right about something, tell us. If you like it, we're giving you the ability to talk to us directly. Uh, I'll give you a link to that as well as a link to our Patreon in the episode description. Um, Thanks for being with us on this on this kind of inaugural season of this new format. We've, we've gotten some good feedback. Y'all seem to like it, so we're going to keep doing it. Um, en- enjoy the band book series. We will see you whenever we decide to come back. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this has been Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.